Hi, and welcome back to the Tech with ITRT's podcast. I'm Kat Phillips, your host. I'm an ITRT at EC Glass High School, and I am going to be talking with all my all my crew today. We've got ITRTs from across Lynchburg City Schools, and we wanted to share with you our favorite things. Now, it's been a really crazy year, and if you're feeling like most teachers are feeling at this point, you're kind of done with professional development, you're overwhelmed, you're overworked, you're exhausted, and all you want to do is think about the summer. Well, we wanted to provide you with, when you're ready, some neat things that we think could either enhance your teaching, maybe enhance your personal life, could just help out. Um, and they're really things that we have found to be powerful throughout the year, but not just one more thing. Not that you have to do all these things, but we wanted to provide you with some insight on our favorite things. And hopefully you might find something here that appeals to you. So my favorite thing of course, is podcasting. Now, my favorite educational podcast is The Cult of Pedagogy from Jennifer Gonzalez, and she really is engaging. She's super dynamic. She has lots of things to talk about with great guests, and she really does cover the the most common and the most current topics in her podcast. It won't disappoint. But Before you really go into one education podcast, I just wanted to kind of give folks an idea of how simple it is to listen to a podcast and how simple it is to use them. So some of my little tips and tricks, I would say, because it's overwhelming, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of great ones. The 10-Minute Teacher Tips, there's Shake Up Learning. Um, I love a crime one called Dead and Gone. It's um, about Grateful Dead, um, the one commonality in all of these crimes or murders was the Grateful Dead. It was very interesting, but there's just so many things out there that it can be overwhelming just to start. So if you're thinking about podcasting or not even creating them, but just just listening to them this summer while you're washing dishes or driving to the beach or, or just sitting outside and relaxing, skip the intros. When you're listening to them, just skip right on over, get to the meat of it and see if you like what they're talking about. Know that it's okay to try different folks and not like all of them. There's some folks that I love now that when I first started to listen to them, I was like, oh, this guy's voice is annoying. Well, they'll grow on you. You want to be open to and know that you don't have to listen to the entire show. Some of them are 40 minutes. I don't necessarily have time for that. Maybe five minutes is enough. But learn that you are the consumer, so pick and choose those podcasts that interest you sample a little bit here a little bit there and don't be worried if you don't like someone try something else just give it a try over the summer podcasting i do think listening to it and then if if you really want to get into it creating your own it's a whole different beast but let's start small you'll find there is a podcast for everyone and my favorite is the cult of pedagogy enjoy So as we go down our favorite thing list, I have another ITRT with me. Nancy Hunt is the ITRT at Sandusky Middle School and Bass Elementary School. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks, Kat. Hey, good to be here. So tell us a little bit about your favorite thing. One of my favorite things is Shake Up Learning website from Casey Bell. We all know and love Casey Bell. She's got some fantastic things on her website. So if you've never checked it out. People really need to see it. There's so many helpful things. 
She has blogs, she has videos, she has downloads, she's got a ton of free things for teachers. She also has some paid, you can pay for things, but uh, there's so much free stuff that I just go to that. Yeah, she really has a wealth of information. I know she came to EC Glass a few years ago and that was a really amazing experience. What are some of your favorite things that you've gotten from her from her website or from her resources? One of my favorite things on her blog, she's got a must-have Google skills for teachers that is super helpful. And she's got a 20 ways to use Google drawings in classroom. And she's got all kinds of tools. She's got a ton of things under her blog. So those are some of the ones. Oh, she also has one on blended PD that was super helpful this year. Some of her videos, she's got just little quick, easy to listen to videos. And she goes at such a nice pace. It's really easy to follow her and they're not too long, and, but they're long enough to just give you just what you need to get started with that tool. One of my favorite videos she did was just a quick little how to use icons in your bookmarks bar instead of having the long word or even shortening the word in your bookmarks bar because you know how those things fill up so fast. It just shows how to use an icon for it instead. She's got Things like how to insert audio and voice narration and music in your slides. It's just very helpful shortcuts for teachers. And they're really quick and, and fun to listen to. I'd agree. She has so many neat, short, simple videos, short, simple uh, templates you can use. You can even sign up for her newsletter, which comes to your inbox to help because I forget that those folks are out there, just like some of the other newsletters um, and things. Uh, when it comes to your inbox, you can go back and search and find things. And she's always up to date on the latest and greatest in Google. Yeah, she is. And that's, that's one of the things I love about it, too. I get those emails as well. And it does remind me to go back and look at look at what's new out there. She's got free downloads. You can download these great infographics and PDFs and just all kinds of information there. One of them is a thing on blended learning toolkit for teachers. One of them is all these things. I learned a lot with this, all these things you can do with Google Slides. And some of them I knew, and there was a ton of them that I didn't know. So I like to keep that one handy. It's, it's a good one I like to share with teachers. She's just got so much stuff out there that if you have not gone to her website, I highly encourage people to do that. It's a, it's a just treasure trove of information. Well, I agree that it's, a wonderful place to find information. I think that this, again, all of our favorites are our personal favorites, but I think they're going to become our listeners' favorites too. While they're out there gardening, driving in the car, going on a trip, they can listen to these blogs, podcasts. You can access yeah. this material in so many different ways. And hopefully, not to overburden yourself during the summer, this is just going to provide you with a way to do some fun learning and think about ways you might spruce up your classroom in the fall. It's shakeuplearning.com. They need to check her out for sure. They do. Awesome. Thanks so much for your favorite thing, Nancy. Thanks, Kat. I have with me Erin Kamanaki. She is an ITRT at Dunbar Middle School and Desi Elementary School. And she's going to tell us about her favorite thing. Erin, what is your favorite thing? So I chose for this year uh, the Clubhouse app, which is an invite-only audio platform. And it's kind of like listening into someone's phone call, but they know you're listening in. 
Wow, that sounds really, really neat. Tell me about this. It's, so it's invite only? Yeah, so right now it's only available for iOS, but they are coming out with an Android app soon, um, so perhaps this summer. And uh, what it is, is you have to be invited by someone, but all these people that you may follow on Twitter or other social media platforms are kind of moving over to Clubhouse. And once you're in, you can follow your favorite people that you do on other platforms and listen into the conversations that they're having with other professionals. Now, this is not limited to education, so you can find conversations happening about a whole variety of topics, but I use this to listen to educators that seem kind of hard to get to on Twitter because they have so many followers. Um, I, I feel closer to them because I'm listening to their live chat and conversation on Clubhouse. So when you're listening to their live chat, can you also speak up and be part of the conversation or is it more of you are just a listener? What, what, tell me what yeah. it's really like. Yeah, it kind of depends on the way they've set it up. So um, when you are in one of these chats, you do have the ability to kind of virtually raise your hand and that shows the speakers that you would like to like be part of the platform. You have a question or something to say. So a lot of these chats that I've been part of I have raised my hand to ask a question or make a point and then they'll introduce you and you have the moment to speak. So yeah, there have been others where they're kind of um, on a schedule and they follow along and they say, if you have questions, leave it on our Twitter feed or email us. So it's kind of up to the host, but you do have the ability to join in the conversations a lot of times. Cool. Well, you know, sounds like something neat. I know it's new. It's always fun to have something to keep your brain thinking over the summer. So hopefully some of our folks will join Clubhouse. I think that you said that you do have to invite them. So, And I've got a couple invites, so I'm happy to, if anyone's interested. And the more you use the platform, the more invites you get. And the more people you invite, you get more invites that way too. So as you hear people that have it, just reach out to them and ask for an invite. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Aaron. And let's all try to join the clubhouse at some point and see what's out there. So I have another ITRT with me, Michelle Morris. She's an ITRT from Sheffield Elementary School and Bedford Hills Elementary School. Michelle, tell me what your favorite thing is. Kat, I'm happy to be here. My favorite app is called Google Lens. Google Lens. So I've never heard about it. Tell me, what what is that? It's actually been around for a little bit, but they have just released it now to use on iPhone. So if you're an iPhone user, um, you can use it with the Google app. And what it is, is it's basically a way to search what you see. And so like, let's say you're going on a nature walk, you can pull out your Google Lens app, take a picture of like a plant or an animal that you see. And then the Google Lens app is going to show you what that animal is and bring up some information on it. Awesome. So teachers could use it. Students could use it. What are some examples of how you might use it? Yeah, so I would think there's also a great translate feature on it too. Um, so if you have like ELL students, you could take a picture or scan a picture of a textbook or a sign in the classroom or really anything, and it'll translate it to any language that is on Google Translate, which is awesome. So students can use it that way. 
Um, there's also a homework help feature. So you can actually take a picture of your math equation and it'll give you the steps on how to solve it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Sounds like it'd be really useful. I can already think of a million ways at the grocery store or going on a walk trying to figure out what this tree is, what is poison ivy and what is not. Yes. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's an awesome favorite thing. Thank you so much for sharing that app with us. And I hope some of our listeners find it interesting and useful. Thanks, Kat. Thanks. So I have another ITRT with me here to tell her favorite thing, Sandy Ireson. She's an ITRT from Linkhorn Elementary School, T.C. Miller Elementary School, and Hutcherson Early Learning Center. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks, Kat. So tell me a little bit about what your favorite thing is. Well, one of my most favorite things is the Google Educator Certification. It covers so much that we have to use in every classroom. You have your Google Docs, Sheets, Forms, Slides, Drawings. That's your basics. But then you also have everything else, Google, with using your Gmail to communicate, your calendar, Google site, your groups that you make for emails. All of that is Google Workspace. I really enjoy it because it also includes YouTube, who doesn't love YouTube, to teach everything. Google Maps, Earth, the blogger. So we have so much in Google Workspace. And this this past year especially, I feel like we at LCS, we've been uber googly. And everyone's really gotten to know some of these things really well. But we can definitely always learn more. So. Tell folks about how they can utilize this, this opportunity, this, these resources. Okay, so in order to use the resources, you really need to know how to use them. Google for Education has certification. You have level one, which is the basics, and that introduces you to all of those things that I've already mentioned. It also has Google Classroom, which most people are using from third grade on up, and you will be able to learn step-by-step how to use each of these and also the best way to present it to the students. Different ways that you can use the different products are in the lessons that you are going to be doing for the Google certification. You have level one and level two takes you steps a little bit further You will have to certify every three years because, as you know, Google is always changing and updating. It sure is. But thankfully, Google, their tests and the certification processes are really clear. The training material I found really interesting. And it's not the kind of question where you have to just answer a question and multiple choice. These are things where you actively utilize the tools. And I think, you know, like our students, we want to use the tool to be able to learn how to, you want to use it to learn it. So I think that the way that Google has set up their education, those, the level, the trainings and all of these resources is just really, it's really user-friendly. Oh, yes, it is. It's all step-by-step. And once you work your way through all the little sessions, then they actually tell you how to do the test. 
what you need to really know. And there are actually some certification checklists for level one and level two out there, which I have included in our little slideshow. And as long as you know all that information, you'll be able to pass that test in no time. One of my favorite things, that's Sandy's favorite thing, Google Workspace for Education. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Another favorite thing from one of the LCS ITRTs is an extension called Toby Mini. Now, Tina McAlexander couldn't join me to podcast, but this is her favorite extension, and I know why. So, Toby Mini is basically a tab organizer that allows you to be more organized, but also more effective. It helps you collect those tabs that you frequently go to, to one location. You can easily add them to a collection and those collections can be personalized or, or differentiated by titles. You could have a, a workday collection. You can have a, I'm doing math SOLs collection. There's lots of different ways that you can use this extension. But for those of you that have 5 million tabs open, and I'm definitely guilty of this, but you have some that you repeatedly go to, Toby Mini is the extension for you. It's a little pink T. And when you're when you have it ex- actually added to your to Chrome, you'll be able to be on a site, click on the T and just add the, those sites to a certain collection. You can go to Toby Mini to open up that collection and access all of your sites. So get organized this summer and try Toby Mini. Tina says it's great. I just found it. It is amazing. I think it will be a game changer. So enjoy. So for our next favorite thing, I have Gordon Merck. He's an ITRT at RS Payne and Perrymont Elementary School. So tell me, Gordon, what is your favorite thing? How's it going, Kat? Glad to be back. Uh, So my favorite thing is blended learning. Blended learning is definitely a buzzword. Tell me more about that. Yes, it is. So blended learning kind of has a few different definitions depending on who you ask, but the one we like to use here is putting everything in a blender and mixing, mixing it together. You know, this year we had a lot of different things happen with, with COVID and, and learning looked differently for a lot of different students. Um, I kind of like to think of it as, you know, when we were, when I was in school, I heard a lot about multiple intelligences and students like to learn differently. So why doesn't our teaching reflect that? And I think, you know, with the, with technology growing and becoming so much more important, Why can't we incorporate that thinking into our teaching? So for me, blended learning is using that, those rich practices that we already know in classroom that, that work for our students. And then also combining uh, that home learning. So giving those students time to digest things at school, time to digest things at home, kind of giving them their own track to learn on, you know, combining school home, use of paper, pencil, use of technology, and different things like that, giving them the the keys to kind of drive their own learning. Wow. So sometimes in in understanding things, for me, it's definitely helpful to know what something isn't. So like, what what is blended learning not? Tell me about a little bit about that. So some things that blended learning is not is just using technology all the time. So you know, giving students assignments on Google Classroom or giving students assignments on something like Seesaw or, and, and that's it, that you're not following up with that. 
you're not working that or talking about it in the classroom. Um, it's not using a PowerPoint in your classroom to say, this is, you know, this is the technology I'm using and this is how my students are learning. And it's certainly not just taking all of your paper pencil assignments that you used to have and moving them to the computer. So it's, it's a combination of, of both of utilizing the great things that we have, that, you know, that we've seen the students have used it with their Chromebooks and things like that and the things that they are capable of and combining that with those rich practices in the classroom as well. Yeah, what, what I really like with blended learning is the fact that the students, if they know material, they should be able to accelerate and move past that and learn something else. So you can, at the beginning of a unit, check however you wanna check it, see where they are, and then you can really meet those students at, their, at that place. So if you're giving the same assignments to every single student in your class each week, every week, as you go through and the same unit is always two weeks, that's not blended learning. You know, blended learning really takes your students where they are and you're meeting them there and helping take them to whatever level they, they need to, they can get to. Exactly. You know, you, you kind of hit, you know, we said blended learning was a buzzword in, in education. Another buzzword is differentiation. I like to think of blended learning as the, the ultimate differentiation, you know, kind of like, like I said earlier, giving those students that that ownership of their education, like you said, meeting them where they are and then seeing where they can go at home in school, giving them, you know, letting them kind of take off their, themselves. Awesome. So tell the folks listening how they could find out more about blended learning. What are some recommendations now that we have summer coming? Maybe they might sit by the pool or have a nice cup of coffee on the porch. What are some ways that they could learn more about blended learning? So, yeah, so blended learning, there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of resources out there, but some of my favorite resources that I've found. Uh, so two books, uh, Blended, uh, it's called, the book is called Blended, Using Disruptive Innovation to Improve Schools. And that was written by Michael B. Horn and Heather Staker. Uh, that book kind of goes over a lot of different variations of blended learning, what it looks like in different areas and things like that. Um, another one of our ITRTs actually uh, one of her favorite things was discussing some things by Casey Bell, and she has a wonderful blended learning book uh, that kind of works with Google. And as you know, we are a Google division. So I think that was a really great book to kind of tie in, you know, and give some ideas about what we're doing here at Lynchburg City. Um, if you're not the reading type and you're the listening type, then there are various different podcasts that you can go and listen to. Some of the different podcasts, there's the, uh, the 10-Minute Teacher podcast is a very good one with Monica Burns. She talks a lot about blended learning and you know how what that looks like. And then another podcast that I enjoy is Blended Learning in Action with Charity Dodd. And that one kind of goes through and talks about stories of teachers of how they implemented blended learning, what worked, what didn't work, what their definition of blended learning was to what you know the quote unquote actual definition of blended learning is. So that one's really cool to kind of see and listen to teachers using their own personal experiences and things like that. If you have any questions on how to implement, you know, you can pop over to our ITRT website. We have the superhero site there, and I've linked that in the, in the presentation that, uh, that'll, you know, that just kind of gives of what we think. And again, you know, what we have in our division and what we recommend to, to kind of implement baby steps one at a time. So. Awesome. Lot to think about, lot for folks to dive into. I, I think that a lot of people will find that blended learning will become one of their favorite things too. Yes, exactly. 
Thanks for joining us, Gordon. No problem. Thank you for having me. I have with me Karen Bell, the amazing ITRT from Heritage High School. And her favorite thing is Tech Like a Pirate. Karen, tell me a little bit about why you picked this. Tech Like a Pirate is uh, a book written by Matt Miller, who was one of my favorite bloggers. Matt has worked with uh, Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning for the Google Tribe podcast, which I listen to faithfully every week. And when he came out with a new book called Tech Like a Pirate, I really wanted to find out more about it. He is a firm believer in giving kids experiences in class, not just here's an app, I want you to use it. And his book is chocked full of ideas to use in the classroom, um, and all sorts of things. He he has he shares through his website and also through a weekly or biweekly email, you know, 40 ways to use Google Slides that you never thought about. And there are ideas you can read about today and use tomorrow in the classroom to get kids excited about the learning. And that's the whole thing. We want kids excited to learn. Absolutely. The name of his website's a little bit catchy. DitchThatTextbook.com? Yes. And the idea isn't to throw the textbook away, but the idea is not to go, today's students, we're going to do page one and two. Tomorrow's students, we're going to do page three and page four. The idea behind Ditch That Textbook is to bring in more things for the kids to do in class to learn rather than read the textbook and answer questions. So you're not really ditching it. You're just coming up with more creative ways to use the material that the textbook shares with you in the classroom. Nice, sort of a project-based learning, interactive tech, engaging way for students to get the material. Exactly. And the more creative and hands-on it is, the better that is for students because you want your class to stand out. You want your class to be the one that the kids remember for good reason, five, 10, 15 years down the road. They said, oh, I remember when I was in Mrs. Bell's class and we did this because we want to use innovative ideas. We want to tap into kids' originality instead of just read the chapter, answer the questions, take the test. We want kids to create with it. One of his, his blogs that I've shared with teachers is how to use fake social media. So do a fake book page rather than Facebook or to do an Instagram where you're not on the program, but you literally are using a template that looks like Instagram and you're posting as if you were Thomas Jefferson because you've got to know the material to do that. And we want the kids to know it more than just for a test. So it's, it's exciting. He also offered a class this past summer called Blended Learning 101 that was a free class, about 10 hours worth of watch the videos, try this, answer this, and shared resources galore. And what I love about his resources is they are all free. He's great. I am a huge fan of Matt Miller's 
His blogs are interesting. Mm -hmm. His podcasts are fun to listen to. He always has really engaging guests. And all of his templates and ideas are things that you can just spend 30 seconds to look at and use, or you could spend 30 minutes or days just diving in. So that's a fantastic favorite thing, Karen. Definitely high up on my list too. Thanks for sharing that with everybody. And folks, you got to check it out. Tech Like a Pirate. So as we go through our list of favorite things, my next guest, Carla Wooder, she is another ITRT with the Lynchburg City Schools. She's going to tell us a little bit about her favorite thing. Hi, Kat. My favorite thing is, well, Richard Burns' website. He has so many resources on there, but also an email that you can subscribe for weekly. And it's a practical ed tech tip of the week. And it always covers a new topic with something that is beneficial for teachers. So tell me how teachers can sign up for this or get this in their inbox. There's a link on the favorite things slideshow, and it takes you directly to the place where you can sign up for the emails. It's quick and easy. You just put your name and email in and you will start getting them the next week. So that sounds super easy. So what what can they expect to to get in their inbox or to get from Richard Byrne. I know he's one of my favorites. I really enjoy the tips he he sends out weekly. It's really nice because he does not overload your inbox. You get one email a week and it's always a different topic. So this week, the current one is really all about Google and it's his favorite hidden Google workspaces. And so there are special things in Google Docs, slides, forms, sheets, all types of things that you might not have seen yet, even though we've been using these features in LCS for a long time. So it's kind of like Google Plus, where you get to learn a few more extra things that you could do in the classroom. And then you can also go to his website for more things if you're searching for more information. Yeah, I really think that the way he delivers it is a really nice, neat package. He's really clear and he goes through steps so that everybody understands. And if you just want to see what's out there, he's good about kind of glossing over it. But he definitely has a lot of neat material that if you want to dig more and during the summer, we might have a little bit more time. I keep saying it sitting by the pool or on the porch or, you know, maybe in between whatever activity you're doing that diving in a little bit deeper and some of this stuff might be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent. Well, that's a really great favorite. Thanks for this tip for our teachers, and hopefully folks will also find that the EdTech Tip of the Week becomes one of their favorites as well. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. So I have with me here Allison Kapler. She's an ITRT at Linkhorn Middle School and Paul Monroe Elementary School. Allison, tell us what your favorite thing is. So um, I wanted to focus on computer science integration. And I know that sounds like a scary thing, especially for some of my elementary school friends, but I just kind of wanted to talk about first steps, next steps for integrating computer science into every classroom. So why, why are we talking about computer science? Why, why did you pick that? Why do you think it's important? Well, actually, Virginia adopted computer science standards back in November 2017, and they were expected to be implemented in every kindergarten through eighth grade classroom starting in 2019. And I'm willing to bet that some of our listeners 
aren't even aware of this and or don't know how to get started. The hope is that we can build this exposure a little bit and then we can start implementing these ideas and strategies into all of our core curriculum classes in grades K through eighth grade. That's really important. And I, I imagine you're exactly right that not everybody knows about it, but we have the summer coming up. And so we might have a little bit more time for folks to think about it. What are some things that they can do to be more familiar with the standards and um, get to know what this really means for them? Yeah. So we actually, one of our podcasts that we released, it was the December one this year. Um, we talked to well, you talked to me and as well as one of our Code Virginia lead facilitators. Um, Code VA is a nonprofit organization that is here to help teachers, you know, understand and get started with these practices. So they have tons of free virtual training opportunities throughout the summer. I actually am part of that team and would love to see a lot of LCS faces virtually this summer. Awesome. And that we did definitely in December talk extensively about how to integrate computer science. So hopefully folks can see that it's your favorite thing. Maybe it can become some of their favorite things as well with the job market, having so much computer science integrated in our everyday. This is super important for our students and for the teachers. Yeah, exactly. And one of the big things is currently Virginia, we have more open computer science positions than we can even put out computer science degree graduate in years. Like there's only a few thousand graduates every year with a computer science major and there are um, thousands of job openings currently. It's really important to expose them while they're young. Absolutely. Well, great. Thanks for sharing your favorite thing with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Tech with ITR Keys. We hope that some of our favorite things might become some of your favorite things. Thanks again for tuning in.